Welcome to the Who That Kiss podcast. It's your boy RK. I'll be joined shortly by Justin. And uh, actually, we got a special guest today. Dove and Bro will be joining us. It's going to be a great episode. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. So it's me, RK, and your boy, JD. What's going on, JD? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just trying to enjoy the time before work starts up again for us. And uh, excited for this podcast, man. I can't wait. Yeah, we're going to have our first New Orleans Saint on the podcast, which is actually a big deal for us, especially since I donned the man's jersey back when he was a Saint in 2015, I believe it was. So, um, yeah, we're going to patch in Delvin, and then we'll be right back. You pretty excited? Super pumped. Yeah, we'll get that way. All right, man. All right, we're back at the Who Dat Kiss podcast. It's your boy, RK, rocking wit. And we got a special guest. We got Mr. Delvin Bro Sr. himself in the building. Delvin, how you doing, man? Hey, hey, what's going on? <laughs> we're, uh, we're pumped to have you on. We haven't had uh, a player on the podcast yet, so this is a big deal for us. And it's kind of uh, it's intertwined with our Saints roots because we're Canadian fans uh, of the Saints. And you're from Louisiana, played for the Saints, and now you're playing up in Canada. So it's kind of cool that there's that kind of tie-in. Um, yeah, we, we got a bunch of questions for you. Um, but first of all, do you want to just kind of tell us your story, Delvin, of like your road? We know obviously about the neck injury in high school, but then whatever, whatever led up after that. Uh, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, like you said, you, you, you guys mostly know, um, I, I found my neck injury, broke my neck. Um, my C465, I had a cervical fusion, um, in high school, my senior year. Um, you know, I was committed to play for LSU, um, um, in June of that year. Um, I broke it playing against Jesuit High School. Um, went to the ambulance. You know, the doctor was, you know, asking me how am I alive. Like, it's crazy. Like, you're a miracle. Like, it was just unbelievable for, for me and my, my family because, you know, a person who breaks their neck, you know, is, is supposed to be dead. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's something, you know, that, like, we were just, like, shocked about, you know. So, um, we got to that moment. Uh, once I got uh, released from the in the hospital um, I started running track man um, you know you, believe it or not two or three months after my my surgery and everything man I started running track uh, at LSU I mean at, at, at LSU uh, indoor for um, our senior year in high school um, state finals nice. um, so that that was pretty cool man um, you know and, and like I said it, it was all God man God got me through through through, through a lot man you know what I'm saying and, and the work ethic and and my, my, my mindset, you know, my mindset was really strong. Um, and, and it still is. It's, it's even more strong, you know, just because, you know, of, of what I've learned, the lessons I've learned, you know. So, um, you know, it's pretty cool. That's awesome, man. So you... You know, I, I kind of I had a question about that, too, Delvin, coming into it. I, I was going to ask you about, like, um, like who, who do you credit your resilience and strength to uh, in coming back from those injuries? that injury in particular, but also the ones you had later on in your career, um, and, like, what are those lessons taught you, and, 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 like, the rehab process, kind of going into every season now? Well, you know what, man, I, 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 it's, it's crazy, but I, I, I built that own, on my own resilience, man, like, it, it's crazy to say I built my own resiliency, man, because, you know, just, just watching movies and, 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 and different things of how people you know, always overcoming odds, man. I always wanted to do that. Like, I always felt like anything that, 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 that stands in my way, I will, you know, achieve. You know, no matter what, I will overcome it no matter what. And that's something.
something that, that that's just been put up on me. That's something that's just, you know, that's just already instilled in me, man. And, 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 and I love it, man, because I, I can be playing Madden, you know, and I'm sucking at Madden in the first quarter or first <laughs> half, man. And I'm, like, I'm coming back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm coming back. It's just a mind thing. You know what I'm saying? And, like, my, it's, it's mental and it's, it's so powerful, man. Your mind is a powerful thing. And, and, and so... So, you know what, I didn't even rehab for my, my neck, man. That's, that's the crazy thing when people ask me. You know, it's more meditation for me, man. Um, meditation was big for me, um, you know, just, just throughout my years. Um, you know, just sitting down, being able to just just try not to uh, relive the moment. Because that was, that, that was scary for me, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Reliving that moment, constant, constant, over and over and over, man, blacking out over and over and, and, and so meditation was big for me you know I didn't have rehab I didn't, I didn't do anything I mean because I have hold on hold on because I have um, I have the plates and screws and rods in my neck so so like I said man meditation was big for me um, and, and that will help me get through my process that's awesome um all the places that you stopped because you you've had you had a career that's that's one that you can make a movie of um all the stops that you have had what were some of the interesting stories? Did you, did you have one story that sticks out or, you know, one story that's really, like, poignant in the back of your head? You'll be, like, 73 years old and you'll be like, listen here, son, let me tell you a story about this. And, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll remember this story. Do you have any of those stories from football, from all the different places that you played? <laughs> man, hey, man, I have some PG-13s and I have some rated off. Well, let's, let's keep it PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, and I know Justin's got some questions for you, but I want to ask this question quickly. Like, all, like we all play sports. I played ball. I played basketball and football. I was a dual sport athlete. Um, and I always, like, when I was a kid, I looked up to Reggie Miller, Michael Jordan, Kobe. Like, those are the guys that I want to ball like. And then when I played corner, all I watched was Dion highlights. That's all I wanted to do. And, I, you know, I just, I, I obviously was never Dion, but that's all I watched. When you were coming up as, you know, a high school kid and then after your injury and you became a pro, did you have the same person that you kind of emulated or looked to and that you kind of respected and wanted to, and wanted to play like? Or did you did, did that change for you? And when you started to play with guys, you're like, actually, I respect this guy's game more because I can see more of what he's doing. Um, no, so 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 before, man, it's it, growing up, man, I, I like the old school of uh, male blunt, man. Okay. Big male blunt, big dick night train lane, man. Those, those big corners out there, man. 
uh, big Lenny walls, man. So, you know, big, big, long corners, man. Um, those who my dad really, really, really watched. And I watched, you know, after them because my dad was a cornerback. So I, I, I emulated, you know, those guys. Um, not knowing I was going to turn out to be six foot one, six foot two, you know, two hundred thirteen pounds, man, playing playing corner, but but just watching those guys be aggressive and how physical they are, man. Then I always wanted to be that, you know okay. what I'm saying? Like just a big physical corner, want to put fear in receivers' eyes. <laughs> I want to look you in your face. I want you to know it's going to be a long game. So you like you like jam you like jamming a guy at the line. No question, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you anything. I'm gonna feel these hands. I feel you, I feel you. Um who's who is the hardest receiver that you had to guard in the NFL? Like a guy you're like where you knew. Okay, so here's the last the last part of the question then, because you're talking about Julio. Is Mike better than Julio? They they on the same they on the same pedigree. No, no, no. This ain't this ain't no PC. This ain't no PC decisions. This, you gotta put one ahead. Nah, man. No, I, I can't even do that, bro. I can't do that because because I played against both of my practice against Mike T all day. I played against Julio. Man, no, no, man, they're both legit, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They both, they both go hard. They both come at you. They both don't take plays off. They both catch the ball. They both can run the route tree. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hear They both have great radius. I mean, they both have great speed, great hands, great acceleration. Which one I'm going to say, man? I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, just, I just, I just wanted an answer. You know, sometimes I like the sentry. <laughs> Justin, what, what, what you got for me? I'm, I'm just curious, uh, Delvin. Like, you're talking about receivers in the NFL, like Julio and Mike. Who would you say is as a CFL receiver that can kind of maybe make the transition to NFL at some point if they you know produce enough in terms of numbers in the CFL? Is there any guys on your on your radar right now in the CFL who can transition to NFL? Man, all of them, man. Every receiver in the CFL, man. You hear me, That's man? Cool. Most guys don't get opportunities because you you you, you know. You know, they, they just get missed. Some guys get missed, overlooked. Some guys get, you know, the talent just, you know, wasn't right. They was injured. Injuries, you know, take part. And some guys are missing the opportunity in the NFL. But, man, we have some really talented guys in the, in the CFL, man. Look, at I'm one of them. And I promise you, I, I'm just one. Man, they have man, they have a dozen of other cornerbacks up there that can come down here and, and, and down south and dominate. You hear me? They, I, 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 man, they just have to look. You see, uh, the, uh, the scouts have to look, man. NFL scouts have to look, man. I promise you, man. And receivers, bro. They have receivers up there that's dogs, they're monsters. Man, 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 listen to me, man. They need to recruit more up there, bro. I promise you. I promise you. They have to study. Do you think the Saints do a good job of, like, looking to Canada? Because they, they drafted Akeem Hicks. They got David Onyemata. They came up, up north to get you to come down to NFL. Like, and they saw you obviously in in high school and, and LSU and all those things too. I'm sure, but like they came up north and they're looking they're looking at north teams a lot more than other teams are. Do you find that to be the case of the Saints? Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. That's good, man. The Saints, man. That's that's good with them. And that's, that's what like the other teams, all 32 teams, need to do that too, man. 
you know, because yeah. we have some ballers up there, man, that need to get an opportunity to play in the, in the league and go play in front of the family, man. And because that's what guys go to the TFL for, you know, they go sacrifice their time to be away from their family so they can get down there to the NFL and make a play, you know, yeah. make, make something yeah. happen. To where they can take care of their family, so yeah. they just need to look harder, man. They just need to look harder, man. We have guys up there that can play, bro. I promise you. And just just bouncing up to CFL NFL comparison here quickly, like what what are some pros and cons? Maybe like you know one of each if you're gonna um, kind of compare the CFL and NFL together. And then has going from the CFL to the NFL back to the CFL has it changed the game for you up north? Like do you find it to be different or your mentality different now? I'm going to answer that question first. No, the game is simple. The game, football is football for me. You know what I'm saying? You know, being able to go back and forth and now back, man, the game is it's simple, man. It's, 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 man, I promise you, I can't wait. It's like I just, it's like the game is moving in slow, 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 slow motion. You, you know what I'm saying? It's just like I'll be like, okay, they're running the ball. Okay, they're, okay, they're play action. I can see a play action fake drop back. I can see all that now while I'm playing in the CFL now. Like, it's just so slow for me now. Like, I, I can't wait to get back out there and play, man. I, I'm, 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 my, my goal is to lead the C, CFL in interception this year. Yeah, get it. Um, get um, it. So, so, so that's my goal. But you getting paid like it. You're the top-paid cornerback in the league. <laughs> hey listen i'm i'm hype i'm hyping you up i'm hyping you up like hey now look yeah what you want me to do so now what i'm gonna do is i have to be like you say Deion sanders yeah let him let him open Deion sanders guy yep. i'm not a Deion sanders guy i'm a Darrell reeves guy man i'm a big Darrell reeves guy man okay. big okay. reeves fan I'm a big Reavis fan, man. Um, he, he's like, he, he he's my guy, man. Um, I study him 24/7. Okay. Know, each and every day, man. I, I watch him throughout Reavis' film. He 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 was awesome, man. Yeah, that he, he's a special corner. I remember that year that Randy Moss was going off. Reavis actually gave him the business, which was that was yeah. wicked. Um, I got a question about the 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 2015 team you're on. And this is just a simple yes or no. Is Brandon Brown a trash? No. Because I'm telling you from a fan perspective, you know, and, and like a fan that played the game, I just don't understand how this man is always in a situation where he's got hands on and he's holding. Yeah, yeah, well, 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 there's something y'all don't know, and I'm not about to sit up and make no excuse for my dog. Okay. Because my dog wouldn't want me to make no excuse for him. Okay. Um, but, you know, people, when, when, when people go through things that media and fans shouldn't know about, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's, it's kind of hard because you, you don't want them in your business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, because football is your job. You have to do this. This is what you have to do. Fuck all the bullshit. Yeah. You feel me? You yeah. know, you know, like, but but it's, it's, it was bigger than that for, for my guy. You know what I'm saying? It was bigger than that for Browner. And, um, um, like I said, man, everybody just gave him a chance, man. Like, I, I know him because that was my best friend on the team whenever he was where he was there. Okay. Um, and, and I know him personally, and I, I know the demons and things that was, you know, was, 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 was surrounding. And, and, and a lot of people don't know. Like you say, you don't want people all in your business. but And you can tell by his play. You know, that I, I knew that wasn't Brandon Brown that I know. Yeah. The fans knew that wasn't Brandon Brown that we knew. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I, I know him personally, man, and I know he wouldn't want me to make an excuse for him, but it's not no excuse. I'm just keeping it a G. I'm keeping it a fuck. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I got but, you. No, he's not trash, man. That, 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 that's a fuck, man. He's an amazing player, man. Not even just an amazing player. He's an amazing person, man. So, shout out to my guy, DB, man. All right. Uh, can't I... wait for you to come home, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, Justin, what you got? Because of that 2015 season, I, I know you you had three interceptions yourself uh, against Bortles and Bradford and Cam. Which of those three was your favorite inter- interception that season? Man, all of them, man. All of them, man. You know, <laughs> all of them. Because I'm not in the league no more, man. So all of them. All of them was great, man. You know, I enjoyed every last one of them, man. Was there any sort of, like, um, you know, a different energy because it was a division rival against Cam and just because it's Cam and who Cam is or 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 just because it's a pick in the NFL, it's a pick in the NFL and it's going to be in your in your memory forever. Is that kind of how it is? Or? <laughs> no, man, you know what? I actually, uh, so what was cool was, which was crazy, was so back in high school, I uh, was playing flag football air for the National 707 tournament in Georgia. I was in a, actually in L.A. I mean, I was actually in Georgia, Atlanta, sorry. We was in Atlanta, and uh, we played against Cam Newton. I didn't know Cam Newton at the time, man. We this big, goofy, tall guy with glasses <laughs> on, man. I'm like, they tell me this guy's a quarterback. I'm like, he's a quarterback? Man, this dude look like a lineman, man. He ain't no man. No way. Bro, I picked him off in a 7-on-7 seven seven turn for us to win the time, for us to beat them to go to get third place. He tried to throw a wheel route. Uh, he tried to beam it. He tried to hum it, man. He tried to throw that old. <laughs> he tried to hum it for a, a thousand miles an hour, man. And he tried to fit it in a hole, man. We was in cover two, man. And I jumped up there and I picked the ball off, man. And uh, we and our offense went went up, scored, and we ended up beating them to uh, get third place. So when I ended up picking Cam Newton off uh, in the Superdome, man, I, I thought that was kind of cool. That's awesome. I've twice in my life, man. So, Cam, <laughs> thanks for my brother. <laughs> um, I know Justin's got a question about Drew uh, for you, but I, I have a question about this as well. So, you know, the, like the, the age-old debate, Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers, and they always, they always put Brady above Drew, and then they always put Rodgers above Drew, and it kind of drives me crazy. And I know I've got a bias, like an inherent bias, because I'm a Saints fan. But Drew's got all the records. He's not as sexy the way he does it, but he wins. He wins more than Rodgers. What do you think it is about that comparison that makes it difficult? And also, the second part of the question is, when you're preparing for quarterbacks, you're preparing for Brady, Breeze, Manning, and Rodgers. What's the difference in your preparation for each of those four quarterbacks? Well, everybody has their opinion, and, and the first thing with with the age and, and, and stuff like that, man. With the and, and I bet Drew, Drew record speaks for itself, man. We all know Drew is a goat, man. Yeah, his record speaks for itself. His numbers speak for itself, man. Man, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is awesome too, is a goat too, man. But we all know what Drew do. We all know what Drew has done. We all know what Drew can do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I'm a big Drew Brees fan, not just because I play with him, man, but but for watching him outside of. You know, being in the locker room with him, man, he's awesome, man. He's an amazing guy, man. You know what I'm saying? He's just a super athletic guy on the field. So, um, and like I said, everybody just has their opinion when it comes to that, man. But when, when I have to study for for, for Drew Brees and, and, and Peyton and, and, and uh, Tom Brady and those guys like that, man, you really have to pay attention to the details that they do. You really have to pay attention to details, man. You know what I'm saying? For a cornerback, all you cornerbacks out there, man, 
uh, defensive backs out there, you have to pay attention to details because KQs will tell you everything, man. Pay attention to your receivers. Your receivers will tell you everything from whenever they leave in the huddle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. telling you a story. Are you reading the book? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to read the formation, understand the personnel. You know what I'm saying? You got to read that, man. As a, as a cornerback in the city, you have to read that, man. You have to understand if it's 21 personnel, if it's 12 personnel, if it's 32 personnel, or whatever. You know, in the CFL, it's 32, 23. You know what I'm saying? If it's trips formation, if it's trips wide over, if it's wide trips, you got to know that. You have to read the book, man. They're, they're, they're telling you a story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so, so being able to study those guys, knowing what down the distance it is, it helps, man. I promise you it helps, man. So you really have to just hone in week in and week out, man. And every day to study those guys, study those guys, study those guys because they give you tips. Okay. All right. That's wicked. Well, Justin, what's your question? Yeah, you know, I, I was just thinking, I saw the other day that you kind of tweeted at Drew and said, man, I thank you for making my dream come true. And just, you gave just a genuinely, like, awesome tweet to a good person. And I wonder, like, what, what kind of sparked that, that tweet to Drew that day? Like, was it something that you thought about or just, like, an appreciation moment for you or, or what kind of made you think about tweeting Drew Brees just that random? Well, you know what, man? Drew Drew meant a lot to me, man, from from from, from when I first interacted with him, um, you know, in the weight room. You know, um, you know, I, I was more starstruck than anything. You know, I'm still starstruck to this day, like, through my whole process, you know, of just being around Drew Brees. Drew Brees actually talked to me, man. You know, that was like, I was like, I was like a kid, bro. I was like, oh, my God, Drew said, what's up to me, man? I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, that's the GOAT, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I'm just appreciative of him and him helping me and him, like, like what, what he did for me. So uh, the first training camp I came in um, in 15, he gave me a book uh, called Fearless. You know, and, and I ended up reading it, man, and I, I ended up finishing it, man, and it, it, it was awesome, man. It was an amazing book, man. You know, um, it was an autobiography about the Navy SEAL, man. It, it, it was amazing, man. And and and, and I, I read it, man. And it, was, it spoke, you know, it spoke about being fearless. And that's who I am. I'm a fearless. I'm very fearless, man. You know. And, and so so you, I you just, I thought about that a lot. Like he, um, he, kind of, he kind of talks about being fearless a lot in his pregame huddles too. So. I'm guessing that book is an inspiration to him as well, and passing those inspirations on to to teammates and, and you. Obviously, it keeps you inspired as well, which is kind of cool to. Shout out, man, and, and I can't wait to see them play this year. That's awesome. Um, all right, so we asked you a whole bunch of questions. We grilled you, made you made you think about a whole lot of things. Um, you, you obviously see what's going on on Saints Twitter, and, and Justin and I are both, like, I'm confrontational as the next man, maybe a little bit more because I'm pretty stubborn, but I, I kind of laugh it off. But when it comes to, like, Saints fandom, like, I'm always just showing love to everybody. If you're a Saints fan, I'm with you. You know, I really don't got no ill will towards nobody. And now we're kind of watching right now um, on, on Saints Twitter, like, Saints personalities that run podcasts are having these, like, very, like, outward beefs you know what I mean and, and, and a lot of it stemming from what happened in Minneapolis um, just recently with the shooting of George Floyd um, what are your thoughts on on I guess the, the Twitter beef between Saints fans and, and and like what's your kind of stance when you get some kind of confrontation on a real life issue like this um, you know what man 
know what, man? I, I don't speak on stuff like this too much, man, just because everybody has their opinion, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter what you say, somebody always has something else to say. So what's the point of me saying something if you always don't have something to say? I, that's why I don't even say nothing at all, man. But yeah. I know I, 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 handle my, I handle my business, you know, elsewhere in the community, you know, like, like yeah. I deal with the, with the law enforcement down here, you know, so I, mm-hmm. I, I try to make, try to make, you know, things work, you know, uh, down here in my community, man, because, you know, for God did something like that happens down here in our community, what, what are we going to do, you mm-hmm. know, how, how are we going to adjust uh, to the situation, and, 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 and you know, it's, it's just about bringing peace, you know, it's about bringing peace and positive light to the situation, and, um, you know, hopefully we don't have that, you know, that incident, you know, occur down here, um, you know, but, but, but if it does occur, man, we just have to bring light, peace to the situation in a positive way. We can't just go rioting and, and messing up communities, man, because this is still our home at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is still our home, man. So that's, that's my take on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, just speaking of community too, and then kind of going back to football a bit, I guess, but, um, like the Saints culture community that you had in the locker room and, and the years that you were there like um obviously you know the defense had some struggles at times and do you think it was because of the fact that they're like looking at the roster now that the turnover that's happened since that time has been been pretty extreme for a, for a defensive unit like only cam jordan remains from the the 2015 roster um which is only it's only four seasons removed so um do you think that the that the culture was, was right at that time for the defense uh, or, or was it like a, a unit that kind of bonded well but couldn't execute on the field or was it a divided unit and that's why the defense or deficiencies were kind of exposed like like what do, what do you think about the defense back then like what was the man, situation at hand man, man, it, was, it was too much chaos man. it was too much chaos man. I'm not even going to lie to you bro I'm, 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 I'm going to keep it a buck with you it was it was too much chaos, man. Um, you know, we, we were trying to fit it was like we were trying to fit everybody in the perfect place. But you can't do that in football, man. You you just can't. And, and you're screwing everything up. You, you know, you have all this great talent and, and you don't know where to put guys. You know, mm-hmm. you see yeah. guys who should be playing on the bench, you got guys who shouldn't be playing on the field just because they're getting paid this it, it was just chaos, man, and, and, and it was confusing. And at times, you can see we didn't even look like we know what we were doing. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> man, it was awful out there, man. And, and think about playing, being a player out there, bro. People not yeah, getting that's... lined up right. We can't play. We looking bad. Can't stop nobody. It's fording forever, and we give up a fording forever. Like, like penalties left and right. We we make a play, then we get penalties, man. Like, it, it was just, it was a mess. Like I said, it was chaotic. It was very chaotic. And 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 I, I was happy to be a part of that because when I actually been a part of a great unit last year in the CFL, man, we was the number one secondary in the unit. Yeah, you guys balled. No, you guys less balled. Touchdowns, you. less yards, less everything. I embraced it. I know what it felt like. I embraced it that I loved that moment because I know what it felt like to be part of the 32nd worst damn unit in the mother <laughs> effing damn. It was terrible. It was awful, man. Well, to be number one, man, and 
Delvin, Delvin, I, I know. I, I know you. I know you were part of number thirty-two, but to be honest with you, man, I bought your jersey. I don't have like a ton of DBs jerseys. I got you. I got the man who will not be re- renamed because he's in jail right now for rapey actions, and I got Marshawn Lattimore. Um, those are the only three DB jerseys that I that I. Oh no, I got Tracy Porter too. I got four Saints DB jerseys, and you were one of them. And I was always hoping that you okay. would. Uh, I was always hoping that you were gonna you were gonna stick around. I know your injury situation. I've heard on all the other podcasts you talk about it, and you know it's unfortunate that's the way that's the way that went down. Um, have you and Sean kind of rekindled or or reconciled some of your differences after that issue, or is it kind of just uh, you guys go about your own business and leave it alone? Oh no, nah, man, no, nah, man, oh, shit, shit. Everybody just go on their own way, man. We left it. We left it how we left it, and yeah. that's what it is. You know, I'm, I'm actually over it, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm just expressing myself to, to my fans now. You know, actually, as to what happened, because a lot of people are asking me, like, oh man, you have to go to Canada. Like, what happened? We didn't know what happened to you. How you? Be-? You was like our best corner. Then you just left. Like, what happened? Nobody know. I'm like, wait, what? How y'all? Did-? So I'm like, Coach Payton didn't tell y'all what was going on. So I'm like, well. Well, there's some bullshit. Well, I need to tell it. I, I feel bad. I feel bad because I didn't tell my fans. I needed to let my fans know. I need my fans to know what happened to them. I want y'all to know what happened to me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to come from my perspective because I'm going to tell it the way I lived it. Like, this is the truth, the way I went through it. So I need y'all to understand, you know, maybe y'all, you know, maybe, you know, and I'm going to say y'all because it's a collective group that's acting that needs to know. You know what I'm saying? I want y'all to know, man. Like, yeah, that that's what happened behind the scenes, man, behind closed doors. And I feel we need to bring light to that situation. 100%. We need to bring light to that situation, bro, because I'm not the only person that's going through that or that's been through that, man. Yeah. Well, you're gonna absolutely Yeah, you're gonna have to hit me up with your address after, because I'm gonna send you that jersey. I'm gonna get that signed, because being from Louisiana. Playing Louisiana, balling out in Louisiana, even if it was for a short period of time, it's still pretty cool, man. And that's a that's a jersey that I hold near and dear to myself. So uh, you have to hit me up at your yeah, address, and I'll, I'll send that out to you, get you to sign that, and that'll be a little memorabilia for this crazy hoodat in Winnipeg. Um, I'm good for questions, Justin. You got anything? That's a, a quick one, and I'm I, I know that you know the Thai Cats have an incredible receiver in Brandon Banks. And I was just thinking here, like which Brandon. Better Cooks or, or Banks? <laughs> you putting the man on the spot for his teammate. They both are good, man. They're, they're, they're kind of similar, fast, man. They're similar skill fast, sets, right? Man. Like they're both, they're both fast, man. Um, I, I would say, I would say, I would say, Brandon Banks is probably the better route runner. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, most definitely. I would say Brandon Banks is most definitely the better route runner. And is his size just the only reason he's not going to the NFL at the receiver position? Because he's kind of like Darren Sproles' size, right? No, 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 man. It it was personal matters, man. Me and him had a talk, man. Uh, Man, Brandon Banks had talks, man. Plenty of talks about why he's not. Because, you know, he's definitely dominating the CFL. I don't know why he's not in the NFL, but... Uh, we we had talks, man. So it's, it's 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 bigger than that, man. It's bigger than it's like a Brandon Brown situation, man. It's bigger than bigger than the game. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So um, I'm I'm proud I'm proud of him, man. I'm proud of of where he's at, and what he's doing, and 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 it's awesome. 
Yeah, man, that's awesome. Well, you know what, Delvin, this has been this has been the highlight of our podcast career so far, having you on. We've uh, we've been lucky to have like Ross Jackson and Chris Ross Volglu, Ralph Malbert. We've had a lot of like guests that have also run their own podcast, but to be able to wrap with a with a player that's been out there, um, that's awesome. And you answered a lot of questions that I didn't have to add, ask you because you already asked the, you answered them in the in your response responses to other questions, which is pretty cool. Um, I know how hard it is to play DB. I know you get shit on, and I know you don't get all the all the clout when things go bad. But for a guy like you in the CFL, where they won't even throw your way. That's uh, that speaks volumes, you know, not just the amount of money you're making in the CFL, but that speaks volumes to what you're doing out there. And and we we, we rep you, man. We uh, we're, we're, we're cheering for you all the time and we hope they continue doing what you're doing. You're a positive influence for all the young kids that are out there playing the game as well. So thank you so much for joining us today, man. It was, it was our pleasure. Sir, thank you. One more thing, man. Y'all make sure y'all go support uh, Brosho brand, man. I just started my merchandise line. Um, um, y'all make sure y'all, y'all go support yep, that. Yeah, 100%. Man. Everything's coming soon. Um, I'm actually going to L.A. this weekend to uh, talk business to to make sure I can get Brosho stuff in stores and stuff like that, man. So Yeah, we'll y'all, rock it. Um, so y'all stay tuned, man. Y'all can shop at Brosho.com. Okay. B-R-E-A-U-X-S-H-O-W. Okay. .com. And, and yeah, man, it's pretty dope. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we'll for sure rep that. Yeah, man. All right, man. As we always get out of here, we hit you with a who that. Who that, Delvin? Thanks, buddy. All right, man. Take right. care. Well, that was our interview with Delvin, bro. Um, it was really awesome to hear Delvin kind of talk to us about different things that have happened, and I really appreciated how honest it seemed he was having a conversation with us hey justin yeah i agree man he he's he's so down to earth and ready to talk like he knows us for a couple couple months already and not just you know the past hour so so it's pretty cool that he came on and was able to share his insights his wisdom and, and stories that he could share with us and although i, I was curious about some rated our stories i know it's not quite <laughs> but always the, the proper time for it but uh maybe next time we'll get some more of those curious story that we're, we're thinking about here but uh, yeah that was an incredible experience man it really was and, and to hear some of his if his insights on things and even the way he answered some of the tougher questions about like what's going on in the world um in mini right now and you know the twitter beast between certain people and the way he kind of he didn't skate around it but he's just very honest he's not going to speak on something that he knows there's going to be conflict behind it because he doesn't want to deal with conflict that's a, that's a pretty admirable stance to take and um he sounds like a real solid dude. I'm, I'm definitely going to support his brand. Uh, for all those that are listening to the podcast, go buy a Delvin Bro shirt. Hit him up. You know, um, the, the, the ch- what was it again? What was the website? Broshow.com. Broshow.com. B-R-E-A-U-X-S-H-O-W.com. Buy a t-shirt. Support somebody that's doing something for a good cause. Um, and that deserves it. The man, his story is crazy. Broken neck. Was never supposed to, you know, walk again. And played in the NFL in the same city that he grew up in. That's that's such a crazy story. It, it should have ended better. That's a, that's a miracle and a dream combined. A dream, a dream ending with the Saints would be the Saints need some depth, and they signed Delvin Bro back. That would yeah. be a dream. Yeah. That would be a real cool dream. I don't know if it would ever work with Sean, but um, that would be a dream to have my man back. But um, yeah, man. Anything else? You any any uh, interesting? We got we had Anthony Ciccolo signed. We got rumors about Jadavian Clowney being signed. Noah Spence tore his Achilles. Uh, we still haven't signed any cornerback depth. Um, what, what are your thoughts? 
defensive lineman today, um, Hurst from from Baltimore. Okay. Uh, don't know much about him. He started next four to six games, or I think he, or maybe six to six games. I'm not sure, but he has a good pedigree at Baltimore, which is a you know run dominant offense. Um, and yeah, there's another body in camp to kind of compete for those positions. Like the Saints are just bolstering their O-line depth chart here, and and we'll see how fluid it is come come September. But um, seems like there's a competition brewing in all parts of that now. No matter who's on the roster, no, no, no one seems to be maybe totally locked in to anything at this point. He's yeah. got signing guys off the off the street and and free agency or drafting or whatever the case is. So I'm kind of curious how that's going to shake down. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's actually interesting looking at our position groups now and looking at the depth that we have at all these different positions. Linebacker wasn't a position of uh, of great strength, and now it is. Um, and you look at edge rushers. I think that Carl Granderson, the, I think he's going to have a real good look at, at at getting some serious playing time. And now the position of need for us, I really think, is just corner. We need some corner depth because if Marshawn goes down, we don't have much in. And I know I'm not a big proponent of this, but I have a real strong feeling Eli Apple's coming back because he still has not been signed. So I think the minute they're allowed to do a physical on him, which is like next week, I think that Eli Apple might be signing in the Saints for like a you know a vet min plus incentives um, yeah. deal because he doesn't have a job. I, I, I thought that once Noah Spence went down, that maybe that would open up that spot, you know, just to kind of bring him in and get him on the roster to begin with, and then do physicals after. But I guess they went O line instead. So um, which which is crazy because I'm pretty sure that Throck Morton's going to make this roster. And they got yeah, Ethan. Yeah. They got Ethan Greenridge, who is a big man. You know what I mean? Like they've got bodies. Uh, maybe yeah. they just need some veteran presence for some of these younger guys through camp to teach them a couple things, and then go with the best guy available. But uh, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what we do our position groups. I think wide receiver is done. I don't think we're adding anybody. I think we're going to go with no. what we have in house. And uh, I'm, I know people are scared about Traquan Smith being cut or released because of the signing of Ty Montgomery, but. I'm telling you right now, man. Traquan's fifth breakout year. I call. I called that months ago. It's happening. I'm speaking it into existence. I want to see Traquan Smith ball. That that'd be huge. That that would, that would make our offense, you know, at that point. Because can I can I yeah? Can I just can I speak on this as to why I'm angry about it? He was not a first round draft pick. Everybody talking to Traquan Smith like he's supposed to be a first round draft pick. Like he's supposed to be Julio production. That's not who yeah. he is. He was a third round guy, end of the third round guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he, the, he is a, almost a fourth round pick, and we have such high aspirations of what this guy can do because we've seen windows of greatness from him. Like, all he has to do is go out and catch forty balls, five touchdowns, and six hundred fifty yards, and he's done his job above and beyond of what his draft grade was. Yeah, so those are wide receiver three numbers for sure at that point. Like that's maybe even better than. That, that would be exceeding his expectations at that point with, with Emmanuel Sanders in the building now. Like if he's, and plus the way that Sean uses his offense to spread the ball around. Like Every time you look at stat lines, Drew threw the ball to how many guys per game? Nine yeah. or ten guys. Nine or ten game. guys, yeah. And so if, if a guy, you know, if, if there's that much distribution over, you know, 28 pass attempts or, or completions, whatever number you want to use, um, then clearly no one's going to be stacking big numbers unless it's Mike. And if, so if you get, you know, two or three receptions a game, it, that's pretty good for the, the spread of the ball. Yeah. And times it by 60, it's about, yeah, 40 to, you know, 32 to 48. So, and then meet in the middle of 40, which is what you just said. So it, it's not unfathomable that 40, you know, is the number he should be 
getting to. Um, and if he does get that, then he's done his job as best he can in the offense that he's in. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Yeah, so if he can do that, because we saw him go off and get 10 catches, a buck 50, and a touchdown. Like he, yeah. No, no, not everyone can do that in the NFL. No, and, so he's, and he's talented. Want, he can do it again. And he's talented. He dealt with a little bit of injuries, too. He was nicked up in his second year leading into his third as well. Then then there was the uncertainty of adding Cam Meredith to the roster and seeing what that did to the kind of chemistry of the receiving group. Also, with Mike being absolute bully for targets, I'm sure that that makes it harder because if you only get two targets a game and you drop one of them, well, your production's down, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. he's he's got he's got to be damn near perfect. I think I think we're gonna see the best out of Traquan Smith now that we've added Emmanuel Sanders, and Jared Cook is fully immersed immersed in this system. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, man, I, I'm super pumped. I know we're gonna probably get some more news now. That the guys are getting back to camp. Hopefully, guys stay safety. Hopefully, guys stay safe, <laughs> not safety. Yeah. And uh, you know we don't have any deal with any kind of soft tissue injuries. Uh, Sean said they're not getting back together until July, right? So but I th- think now that restrictions have been lifted, maybe he'll consider changing that to middle of June, like most teams will be probably. Yeah, we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I'm pretty interested to see how this all turns out and how it works. But I, I, I'm yeah, I'm pumped. All the information is going to be great. We are we're we are putting it out into the air. We are going to try and get David Onyemata on this podcast. I know it's over promising and probably under delivering, but he is from where where we are from, and we have got to get this man on the podcast and hear some of his takes on some things because I'm sure. He's got some pretty pretty interesting things to say. Um, being being a part of the Saints team for the last couple of years. Um, yeah. You got anything else, Justin? Uh, not for now, but I'm, I'm just happy we got Delvin on the show, and and, and now we can wrap that bro show sure, hopefully too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got to get that jersey signed. All right, man. Well, let's get out of here. Who that, Justin? Who that, buddy?